Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Envcast where we talk about things that matter. I'm your host Mahnoor Qadir and in this episode I will be talking to you about climate action in Pakistan but with a very special guest. So stay tuned. everyone hope you're all doing well and keeping safe welcome to another episode of the envcast this episode is all about climate action in pakistan pakistan ranks 8th out of 10th 10 countries most affected by climate change in the long term it is imperative that action is taken to adapt and mitigate to climate change to discuss this further i have a very special guest for you guys today He is he is an inspiring climate activist and an environmentalist working in Pakistan to make a difference. Welcome Jafar to the Envcast. It is great to have you here. Hello, thank you so much for having me and making me a part of this podcast. It's an amazing initiative. I feel like anything that can be done in regards to environmental awareness goes a long way in educating the world about what needs to be done to counter climate change. Um okay, so a little bit about me. My name is Sayed Muhammad Jafar Abbas or just Jafar or just Jafar Abbas. I tend to use the latter since my name is pretty lengthy. I'm less than 25 days away from graduating from the National University of Sciences and Technology, NAST Islamabad and earning my bachelor's degree in environmental engineering. I'm currently working as an officer with WWF Pakistan in their corporate partnerships, fundraising and school outreach program. specifically tasked with leading their green schools program where we teach students from the classes of second grade to eight about basic environmentalism i consider myself an activist for climate action since i've done my part by serving as a board member with fridays for future pakistan i'm also the recipient of many training certifications through various fellowships such as the climate reality leadership core under the tutelage of former us vice president mr al gore or the peace building slamti fellowship by the shuvur foundation for education and awareness in pakistan or even a master training certification from the school of leadership and the fred recruitment foundation in climate change and smart cities also situated in pakistan these trainings uh, actually allow me to actively run an initiative that i started titled dakta's example that's latin for leading by example and with this initiative me and my friends adina tahir and mubin we go to various schools and colleges across pakistan in order to spread awareness about climate action and sustainability and i think that's a pretty major chunk of what i've done i still think there's a lot more i can do and i hope to achieve that in the coming years maybe i'm after i'm free of assignments and exams post graduation <clears throat> that is uh, really interesting and congratulations on graduating soon that's that's a huge thing um and i loved hearing about your campaigns and trainings that you've done especially the one with uh, al gore so that's amazing Could you uh tell me a little bit about when you realized your passion for the environment and what motivated you to do the work that you're doing? Okay, um that's kind of a fun story since actually it's not that fun it's kind of sad but I think it's fun. Uh, I when I was born uh when I was 2 or 3 I I developed something that was more or less genetic that's the doctors told me it was asthma and this I got it from my grandparents. and this asthma this it was like a pretty weird case of bronchitis where most of the time i would i would be flushed uh, my 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 skin coat my skin tone would change or 
uh, I would have trouble breathing even in regular situations when I'm not supposed to have an asthma attack, I'd have an asthma attack. And this kept on going until I was, uh, I think I was 14 or 15. And that's when I finally, I think I got rid of it. They say that asthma never goes away, but I don't know, maybe this one did. It was a pretty bad case of bronchitis. So what that made me realize was that while growing up, uh, my parents always encouraged me to actually look at opportunities where you can grow or develop or look for uh, things that you can do to help the world. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a sick kid who doesn't even have any friends. And spoiler alert, I didn't have many friends back then since most of the time I'd just be locked in my house or even if I'd go outside to play, I'd have trouble running because when you, your lungs are in that bad shape, you don't actually get a chance to play in sports because you'd start wheezing after a few seconds. And that's not good for any sports team. So because of that, I, I was more or less a slightly introverted kid. Uh, my parents would help me out a lot. I'd have my books with me. And through those books, I learned about geography and the environment. I started learning about climate change back then. And I was like, if I want to make a difference, maybe I can go into the environment. Maybe I can do something about air pollution. Because when I would live in cities like uh, Lahore or Karachi, the air quality there was pretty bad. And in those cities, I'd have worse cases of asthma and I'd have less chances of going to school and making friends. But when we moved to cities such as Tarbela near the dam or an area called Charat in near Peshawar, it's some slightly mountainous area. There, I would have no trouble and I'd have a year without any asthma attacks and I'd have fun and I'd have friends. So that actually showed some disparity to me. And I was like, maybe air pollution is something that I can work on. So I started Googling stuff and degrees that I could actually go into post ONA levels. And I found out about environmentalism, and environmental engineering. And I was like, I need to get into this degree and maybe it can open more, open more doors for me and actually let me grow more in terms of environmentalism and working for it. And as soon as I started, I started this degree, I got to know about the National Environment Club and other initiatives. And I started going into them and through these last four years, I'd say that my actually, I went into activism and I went into activism head in and I knew what I had to do since I'd read all about it as a kid. I'd read about Greta Thunberg and I don't think she existed four years ago. Maybe she did, but I didn't know much about her, but I knew about movements for environmental change and everything. So I was like, I need to get into these. I need to make sure that Pakistan has them as well. Since I knew that I suffered and I didn't want anyone else to suffer. So that's pretty much what made me get into this. Wow, that is a really inspiring story. Uh, it's great how you've like used how air pollution kind of impacted you to help other people. And I 100% agree Like you, there's so many people, especially in our country, they're struggling with this, uh, with climate change impacts and it's so vulnerable to it. So 100% agree that you know, we need more sort of awareness and activism and your story is amazing. It's just like, leading examples to you know move into that direction to help with climate change impacts so it's pretty great uh also i i read that you did you were part of the fridays for future campaign how was that experience uh yeah so like four years ago i don't know much about, i don't know much about fridays for future so i i found out about it i think two or three years ago and then I was like, okay, this is something that's doing, that's doing pretty well. Uh, there's this Swedish girl who's doing this and it's spreading all across the world. So I wanted to be part of it. I didn't know much about it until there was this, actually there was this conference in which uh, Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations, he was actually coming to Pakistan for a talk on sustainability and climate action. And I was like, I need to be part of this. So I asked around, there was a senior of mine who was running this page, she just graduated. 
she was running this page called climate and she was making videos about climate action and everything and she was like that the person who's starting fires future in pakistan is actually a friend of hers and she he wanted more people who were actually vocal about this to come to that talk so they can ask questions on behalf of activists and she recommended me and i was one of the few people who was actually given a chance to go there so i uh, the iucn contacted me and asked me to be part of that session as an activist i wasn't part of fridays future then but after that he made me join fridays future pakistan the first climate strike with usme he was like let's go to that and then slowly steadily i got integrated into that entire system we started making an entire organization and over the last two years we got a chance to actually develop in further and further now we have activists from as far as munza to as far as karachi and gwadar a lot of people from koyt and bulstan are also coming those are areas where not a lot of people were actually there uh, were not educated much about this and we're actually trying our best to go there as well as to what i'm doing as part of this is that i was their social media coordinator and board member for social media and media so i would be handling the entire social media pages because initially fridays for future was uh, basically correlated to the ministry of climate change and wasn't that independent wasn't given that much that, that much freedom in terms of what it had to do but after we slowly took over it and started integrating the youth into it we needed to realize that the entire social media pages before us they were pretty bland they were very basic they had definitions that climate action is that climate change is bad climate action is needed no details about how pakistan is suffering or anything so what i did was that i made sure that i took over the social media i gave it and i gave it an element of youth and we tried to add add various movements that fridays future is doing internationally link them to us link them to the Indi- indigenous communities of pakistan that are suffering from climate change and actually make it present it as a cause that needs more attention and so that's my part in that and i still lead social media i'm not doing much in it these days since uh post graduate graduation is coming and i have more things to do but i hope that i can slowly integrate myself back into fridays for future soon wow that is so cool how you joined the whole um, campaign and it's amazing how it's reached so many places even remote areas i think that is extremely vital to fight and against climate change and i 100% agree to mobilize youth and use social media the right way like you've done so again that's an amazing initiative and amazing way to deal with this whole issue because pakistan's um, really struggling with the climate crisis um and i also saw your instagram page uh, i think it's called climate climatistan yeah that's a pretty weird name i'm sorry for that no no it's it's a cool name i think you've joined climate and pakistan together so yeah yeah i did that yeah so uh, could you talk about the reasons for starting it and how uh, well well since i was part of fff uh, fridays future so i started thinking that the posts that we're making they I started thinking that the posts I was making, sorry, I stopped there. They always start thinking that the posts we were making, they were more or less professional and for a professional audience. But then there were moments when I had to rant about things about the environment and I didn't know who to go to. Yeah. Since uh, I, I travel a lot and I would go to places in the north and I would see a lot of people throwing litter there everywhere, anywhere I go. And I was like, uh, I, I saw Sesame Street, there was a guy named the Grouch there and he would live in trash. And I was like, I don't, I know we're living in trash in these days if you don't pick these these up. And no matter where I went to, there was trash, be it the Ushi Forest and the Kalam Valley in KPK or in Skardu 
or in those northern regions where those are tourism spots and even tourists there who are educated they're like everyone else is throwing trash here let's throw trash here i saw people in volkswagen vans uh hippies are notorious not notorious hippies are known for actually caring about the environment but the pakistani hippies they'd be like all right we, we've come here let's throw our trash and leave and that's what they were doing and i was like i need to rant about this so i just made the page called the pakistani grouch and i started ranting about that full swear words everything and i was like this is this is bad and then after a while i was like you know what if i keep on using swear words people won't like it that much and people will think that i'm just being i'm i'm just being pretty weird here so i started uh, making a little more uh, a little bit more cleaner if you can say and then i changed its name to climax climaxistan and i still don't know how to pronounce it properly but i thought it looked cool climate in pakistan and then i recently made a video in which i was talking about uh, sdgs and pakistan's role in that and i hope to keep on writing more about that but the major aim was that i needed to rant and i needed to vent and i needed an audience to tell that the situation isn't as good as some people make it out to be and the situation is pretty worse and we need to actually work more for it so in an in a way in which no one can control me and i can just vent whatever i want to say i made that page and i think i just made it around, at around 2 am one day and i was like i need to post and i started posting wildly oh wow that is that is cool. it is a it is a really good page and i think it's going to reach more younger people as well because it's on like instagram and social media and uh, it's also really sad like i agree with you when all the trash and stuff in pakistan is really sad like i recently went to lahore and i saw so much um trash everywhere and and it's just really disappointing to see how people are dealing with the environment around us so yeah i, I agree with you and we all need like some place to brand to take take it all out and yeah and it, and it's still raising awareness so it's it's a good page uh so what role yeah i think yeah sorry i think that if if you're passionate about things we just we need an outlet so i i think that's why it's important to actually have an audience and just let it out exactly that's so true um so i wanted to ask so you talked about how sdgs um play a role especially in pakistan could you expand on that and uh, tell me about what role do they actually play in combating climate change in pakistan uh well i feel like the sdgs laid the groundwork for what every country or society needs to do in order to be sustainable and when they said that till 2030 you actually need to follow these sdgs so you can actually have the proper groundwork to become better that applied to pakistan being a developing nation now most people critique the sdgs because they're like they're only for developed nations and nations like pakistan need uh, don't need to follow them because we need to prioritize development and i always talk about that these sdgs are actually very important because they let us realize where we need to improve and i think there it's a it's a very common example that uh, you shouldn't rebuild the wheel and i feel like you should you can dive further into that concept by saying that if something is there for example the developed the, the, the developed nations are there and they've developed but they actually come their development came at a cost of 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 millions of trees being cut down environmental degradation and a lot of damage to the environment it wasn't sustainable at all but right now if you actually have a wheel a more sustainable wheel a wheel that's much more evolved you don't need to go and cut rock and start making a squareish wheel and then a triangular wheel and then next make a a regular wheel and then hoping that that wheel actually becomes equivalent to the wheel that maybe a mclaren car has or a lamborghini has no if you already have a developed wheel why aren't you focusing on that when you already have uh, 
when you already have knowledge in research and a lot of people in pakistan are very are very knowledgeable about this that if you want to actually grow sustainably pakistan has the ideal atmosphere and the ideal environment for that we have the one of the world's best natural services at our doorstep and we can easily use them if we learn to live sustainably so i feel like that the sdgs lay a very important groundwork for pakistan and if we actually follow them wholeheartedly we don't just look at loopholes and how to achieve them we can actually go a long way in making our country develop more sustainably and in a much more greener way and i feel like if green development is there there are courses like green economics green development sustainable development i mean i'm looking at masters degrees these days and i can see that there are so many courses but in pakistan we don't teach them at all we only teach the raw courses even my own degree wasn't taught in pakistan that much because we actually have not been aware of this and that's why i feel like it's important to actually advocate for that not just advocate for improving climate change but advocate for actually providing more opportunities and avenues for us to learn more about it because the more you learn the more you'll realize how we can integrate these sdgs into our ecosystem and how we can grow more sustainably and make our country a better place yeah that is that is so true like i myself i did a masters in environment and i did it from uk however when i went back to pakistan i did realize that gap of you know not having those many courses and not having the depth in the courses so that is so true and i also learned about nat- natural resource management and i tend to you know agree with what you've said that sdgs provide a very solid framework to make to help pakistan uh, develop in a much more sustainable way so yeah uh, that and uh, yeah that that i agree with that 100% so uh what uh what do you think individuals can do to help um uh as, as part of my my trainings i i've seen a lot of youths actually youth activists from outside of pakistan 14 year olds 15 year olds even 17 18 year olds going out and saying that youth action is important the youth is important and i was like maybe a lot of people told me that this isn't responsible and this isn't uh, you can't think about that in pakistan because here the elderly are more important and i was like how is that so and then i started thinking about why the youth is actually important and why we can actually make a change as compared to the elderly i mean the elderly are great in their own role they're educated they're smarter they're more mature but the youth also has a role since pakistan is known for having one of the world's largest youth populations and i realized that the major reasons come uh, from and i realized this actually in covid-19 because when we went into it i realized that the movements of climate action they're still there they actually just shifted online and why is that because we i realized that the youth are dynamic we have the ability to pivot from virtual and global tactics as in if we're on ground we can stay on ground but when you're advocating for something such as climate action on ground and saying that our government needs to work you also in talks with other 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 students other youths from other developing countries who are suffering from the same fate and you can actually be like okay you're doing this let's do this together let's actually coordinate our strikes such as the what fridays for future was doing such as what what other movements like i think uh uh i i forget forget forgetting names but i think climate action was doing that's another movement in pakistan and that was actually that made me realize that the youth has the ability to have more resources on their hands as compared to what the elderly did in their time and we're also pretty fast at comprehending things and reacting to issues we know uh, that the future is for us and we know that we can actually be flexible and we can actually adopt new ideas instead of being rigid into what we've already have stemmed in our brains so i feel like that with the youth we have the power of not working in silos and not silo mentality 
but actually working in sections and working together. For example, when the Black Lives Movement started or the feminist movement started, you won't see people who are advocating for climate action saying that, no, these movements are toxic. I want my movement. But what they do is that they work with them. They advocate for them. They realize that if there are Black communities who are actually suffering from racism, those Black communities are also in areas in the USA where they're actually more prone to environmental degradation and problems caused by climate change, health issues and public health issues caused by climate change because of the community that they have already always grown in and have been like that since the early 80s or 90s or 70s. So that makes, makes us realize that every single movement that the youth has been a part of, they're all connected together because the youth aren't people that will be like, all right, I'm doing this, I will stay on this track and I will not think of anything else. We're not like horses that you have to actually cover our eyes so that we don't get distracted. We're more or less known for multitasking and looking at things in different ways, in different viewpoints. And that makes our thinking more holistic. We know that if I'm going to advocate for climate change, I have to take into account economics. I have to take into account that I won't be like my government needs to stop core power plants when there's no alternative. And that's what makes the youth much better. And what we can do is that we can learn from this. We can learn from the fact that you shouldn't wait until you're old or unless I'm 30 or 40 to get into the point where I can actually make a change. I should realize that if I am, let's say I'm, I'm 22, I'm gonna be 22 in a few days. If I'm 22, then I know that one in every six people is a young person. And if I can get together with them, if I can collaborate with them, if I can coexist with them, if I can share my ideas and my strategies with them and the platforms that I have with them, then maybe I can get their voice across and they can get my voice across. If I know someone who's suffering from climate change in a region such as Hunza, from glacial lake outburst floods or everything like that, and he doesn't have the resources, as um, a member of the youth, I can actually carry his voice and actually advocate for that. And I feel like that's very important. For example, I started my movement when I realized that I can make a change. I didn't think that I'll wait until I'm 30 and then I'll get a job and then maybe I can make a change. I was like, I need to teach more people about this. And I started doing that. And without my trainings, I call a lot of people environmental advocates, as in people who are part of this training and they have to continue doing that. And a lot of my students, I, if I feel weird calling them students, since I'm, I'm a student myself and they're only four or five years younger than me, they still contact me every other week and are like, we did this, we solved this problem, how do we solve this? And I do the same with people who are my seniors, who, who actually taught me more about climate change. And I feel like that, that coexistence, that linkage actually causes us to be strong introvert in terms of making a change and makes us realize that we have the power to make our voices heard. And that the best part is that the youth need to realize that we have privilege. If you and I are using the internet right now, there might be some people in, let's say, Africa, or let's say in Sindh, or let's say in Pakistan, Pakistan, who don't have the privilege to use the internet, who don't have the privilege to research about it. And what we can do is that if those people are at the front line of the climate crisis, we can learn about the fact that they, they're suffering from it, then we have the privilege to actually advocate for it. So if even if I'm not suffering from climate change myself, I can advocate for those who are, so that at least someone in power can make a change. Because power isn't handed to us in a golden platter. Power is only, and uh, change can't be handed to us in a global platter. Communities are affected. Communities are actually affected by climate change every other day. And the thing is that the youth need to identify that there's a leadership crisis because most people don't know what to do. And as the leaders of, of not tomorrow, or then as the leaders of today, we have to realize that we're idealistic, we're innovative, and we're connected, and we're everywhere. So that way we can actually advocate and make a change. And that way I think that if anyone can sing, they can sing and advocate for the cause. If anyone can write a letter, they can write that letter and advocate for the cause. And if anyone has other strengths, they can use them. They can use anything that they have and their talents to actually build a network of connectivity and make a change like that.
And I feel like that's where the youth come in. And I feel like that's what we should do in terms of making a change. Do not realizing that we don't have the power, but realizing that we have the power and we're holistic and we can make a change in any way that's possible. All we have to do is have the right mindset and then hopefully things will go our way. And even if they don't, we'll have other people around who can help us get things our way. Yes, that is, that is exactly what we need to do. I think the time is now. And I think as a young person myself and having lived in countries like Kenya and Pakistan, where uh, there is, again, a gap of knowledge and a gap of resources between the richer and the poor. And so I think the youth is the way forward to a sustainable future because we are, we, we've got those resources. We've got the social media. We've got uh, we've got the creativity, the in initiative, and we could use that to, like you said, give voice to people who are vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. Yeah, so I think this was a very good and important discussion, uh, espe especially, you know, how climate action can help. Thank you so much, Jafar, for your insight and the work that you're doing. It is extremely inspirational, and it was an honor to have you on the Enfcast. Guys, make sure to follow Jafar's page uh, on Instagram. This is us uh, signing off the Enfcast. Um, Jafar, do you have anything else to say? Or No, no, thank you so much. I'm just very fired up after all this, and I want to go out and make a change myself. Yeah, I think everyone should do that now. I think this is the time. So yeah, this is us signing off the Enfcast. Talk to you next week. Uh, bye.